hello and welcome to another episode of the Full Quota Podcast. My name is Mpumgrani. I've got Tim D'Alessia. We're going to talk all things happening in South African cricket, but most importantly, what's happened this weekend is the four-day series. We'll be going through match day three of the four-day series. A lot of things have happened. Spinners are taking are taking wickets like it's nobody's business. You've got two Division Two spinners with more than 10 wickets in a match. We've also got one Division One spinner with, with 10 wickets in a match. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, test captains getting runs. Uh, some guys, people don't like score taking wickets. We'll talk all about that right now. But most importantly, remember, please do like and subscribe to our channel. Please do follow us on all these various platforms. Um, just waiting for the thing to come through. Uh, interact with us on these platforms. Do follow and most importantly, the YouTube one at the bottom. Just uh, subscribe and also like the channel, like the show. So we're talking four-day series. Tim, you had something great happen this weekend. You were doing commentary on the Western Province and Titans match. How was that experience for you? Yeah, I'm very fortunate to uh, get, get the op opportunity to commentate uh, live from Newlands. Um, it was uh, a really, really wonderful experience. Uh, topped off because there was some really good cricket, although the, the pitch was a little bit flat, there was still some high quality cricket being played by by both teams. Um, so it was a really, a really worthwhile experience. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. That's really, really good to hear. Um, we'll be hoping to do a lot more of those games in and around here at One World Sports Radio. We've got a group of commentators who are raring to go. We've got guys already in bloom for that SAA match, so do check that out. They'll be live on the Supersport YouTube channel for SAA versus India A. It's going to be quite a great series. You, If you want to know more... about SAA, look at our podcast last week as well. We've got also Netherlands as well as South Africa ODIs. We've also got a nice, lovely interview coming out next next week. Um, let's go into the results. I'm going to go through the results. I'm going to go through each match and, and, and talk about what's going on. First game, first one that actually came with a result very quickly under two and a half days was the Lions versus the Rocks in Johannesburg. Um, the Lions are right now the top team six innings six bowling innings the bowl teams out for under 180 and it was just business as usual with the lions duan olifir taking um nine wickets in this match four for 38 in the first innings five for 57 in the second innings um but the other thing that was interesting about this one is what happened with the bat ryan rickleton scoring that really lovely hundred that was a really nice game tim the lions look like they're a house that they're a team to beat. They've only bowled one over of spin. Um, so if you know who that over of spin, please put it in the comments because it's a pretty cool, it's a pretty cool stat. Tim, what did you make of that game? This is what happens when you uh as a power rocks, you take a name, a nice flashy name, and you you, you win a tournament that you you take it over a, a better name with a lot more history and heritage. Um mm. they, they should have gone with Borat. They should have stuck with the Borlat name, just like <laughs> just like the uh, the neighbours Western Province have done. Um, no, but, but, but jokes aside, jokes aside, uh, lines are just too strong with the ball. Uh, their numbers as a bowling unit are in in just incredible. Um, they are hunting in packs as a unit. 
Saboto, Magala, Sipamla, Ulafia, uh, they really are, are, are quite exceptional. What is telling, actually, when they do start to play the odd away game, is to take Ryan Rickleton out of that in their batting, and they are struggling. Only one batsman this season is averaging 40 outside of Ryan Rickleton. Everybody else is 20s and, uh, and early 30s. It's a struggling team, which is very, very reliant on that pace attack. And look, that pace attack is exceptional. Um, you can't have I think it both couple, ways, Jim. I think, I think a couple of those guys should definitely be in their squad for the Toto to Toto, the home series against uh, India. Now, look, you win matches by getting 20 wickets? Of course. I've, I've always said that. 20 wickets wins you matches. And that, and that is what's happening. But it is going to be interesting to see what Lions do on slubber wickets when they start to play at uh, Black Pit, when they play Province in a couple of weeks, on the 19th. Uh, hopefully, from a Province point of view, they'll be fully fit by then. Um, but uh, they are running away with it at the moment. Uh, and that bowling unit, bowling unit is, is exceptional. There's, there's no, no doubt about it. Okay, um, let's look at the the next game. Um, yeah, because and essentially for me, Tim, that Lions team, yes, the batting is going to be tough, but you can't get away from that from that bowling attack. It's really, really good, and guys will come into thing. And, and this week we saw Vian Mulder come into that that line side, and it was really good to see him as a as an opening bowler. Um, and so they've got options, and I, I, I like it. I think the batting will come. Um, but obviously, bowling always is the lead for the side. Um, next game was the one that you were commentating on. You watched as the Titans dug a hole for Western Province, and Western Province just sunk themselves in. Um, 647 for seven, players 195 and 313. Simon Harmer's reintroduction uh, bowling performance. How did you see that? You were there at the ground for all the days. How was that? Because you, you got hundreds. Grant McGuena did well. Dinalga, Javeshin, Pillay, Ayatamane at eight. And then you had one of the most incredible spin bowling performances I think you probably, people have seen in South Africa up until Sean Whitehead took 10, took that 10 for in that innings. Yeah, uh, you hit the nail on the head there. Lucky you. You know somebody like Grant McGuena. You know he's a white ball cricketer predominantly. You know he likes to hit the ball. Um, but he showed his ability to acclimatize the situation the slowness of the pitch uh, throughout the four days it was difficult to score it was it was difficult to get you out once you got in but you did have to get in and there was something in there for the bowlers early on um mcquinn is 154 uh exceptional links uh dean Aragar is 100 really good to see him back in the ranks just a typical Dean Aragar innings. Nakati, mm. um, hard fought. Uh, at any moment when Providence thought they might might get a, a, a wicket, he just shut that door. Um, he missed the first couple of rounds. So from a mm. uh, Titans point of view and a protest point of view, excellent to see. Uh, Aya Kamani, his highest score in first-class cricket. Um, that partnership between... Kwamani and uh, Pele will be overshadowed by the 231 
by uh, McQuenna and Argar, but in many ways it shouldn't be, because that was a situation mm. there where Province might have got him out for around about 4.20, Province might have had a chance to get into, into the game, but they, um, because of the situation, because of the score, Kamadi was able to play his natural game, so he took the attack to a wilting, understrength, inexperienced Western Province attack. Uh, it was a really uh, a very impressive innings. Um, but yeah, so let's talk about Western Province because yeah, because my my yeah. issue with West, or not my issue, my worry was with with this franchise with this provincial system is that the moment you start taking players out for national call ups and everything else you might find yourself in a little bit of a situation where your players aren't up for it. There are a lot of debutants in that game, Tim, and we can talk about those guys or, or youngsters in, in that thing. It affects the bowling more than the Western Province batting. It definitely uh, affected the, their bowling. They've got uh, Nandre Berger out for two to three months. That's massive. Uh, Wayne Parnell pulled out on the morning of the match. Uh, it was more precaution because of his uh, call-up to the Dutch series. Mm -hmm. So he, he probably could have played. They didn't want to risk him. But you're talking about Nigel Berger, very very experienced, Wayne Parnell, uh, Proteus player, played all around the world. So losing both of those guys was absolutely huge. Uh, Chippa Mureki was also injured. So he had three fast bowlers gone before he even can think about uh, your bowling attack. Uh, <laughs> but Sher Waters tried his best. He's a 100% he's cricketer. Uh, he's enjoying himself down, down in the Cape. But uh, he needed support. And unfortunately, um, outside of Carl Simmons, with his orthodox spin, left-arm spin, again, toiled, toiled hard. It was, a, it was a very much a weakened West uh, Province attack. Uh, they, as, as far as the debutants uh, were uh, concerned, they had Kieran Kenny, who uh, comes from uh, club cricket. He accounted himself uh, very well. Uh, got a couple of wickets. Um, you know, he's still a, a, a green shooter. He's still got a mm. lot to learn. Um, there were times when he tried to push, push too hard, when on that wicket it needed to be straight and economical. You needed to tie up the batsman rather than look for the money ball. Um, in terms of the, the, the on the batting, uh, the two a very interesting decision by the West Province coach, uh, mm -hmm. and I think it was actually the right decision. On both innings, they opened with the two debutants of the batting, the, the two guys who were on the West Province Academy side, mm -hmm. um, Gavin Kaplan and Daniel Smith. Uh, they both carried themselves extremely well against uh, any, a very, on the other hand, a very experienced Titans bowling lineup. Uh, they batted uh, the first innings, they made 49 together. Um, mm. It looked very, very much uh, first class cricketers. And in the second innings, uh, Daniel Smith really shone. Uh, uh, I think mm. I've said on, on this previous podcast. That he's one to watch. Uh, he made a, yeah, a very well played, yeah, well played A three. Really, really, um, he actually deserved deserved a hundred. Um, 
Uh, it's mm. a really good catch to, to dismiss him for uh, 83. Um, but both both of those guys can feel very much um, happy with their performance uh, and with the, the call-ups and, and, and mm. continuing, they'll probably be playing next week. I think they play the Warriors next week away. So they'll probably get another crack at, uh, mm. at, at, at cementing their place. But the youngsters can, can feel very, very much proud of their performance, uh, even though it okay. was a, a resounding defeat in the end. Let's talk about that Western that the pitch at Newlands. It's it's been getting slower and lower over the past couple of years. Do you know what's going on? Because these quicks aren't get taking wickets at, at, at Newlands. I think it's the third groundsman in the last few years. Um, you stole our groundsman. You stole our best groundsman. <laughs> he was he was magnificent. He was magnificent. At uh, ever since he's gone, yes. It's it's become it's becoming not become it's becoming a little bit of a problem. So, um, but so that new it, test is just going to be a, a dull draw. Is that what you're telling me? Well, no, because of that 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 the pitch that was played the four day cricket was not going to be the test pitch. Um, it was much further on towards the railway side, so the mm. boundary to the railway side was quite short. Uh, there were oh, okay. two pitches to the right. That it's going to be the test, test test pitch. I'm not worried about the test pitch. I'm, that's that's that's. I'm not worried about that. Um, but this pitch, Chapel Mariki, when we were commentating, made a good point. He said, "It's not a bad pitch. It's just your margin for error is very very small. You can get mm-hmm. wickets, you can get movement off the pitch, but if you get off that line, you go, and you go okay. for plenty. And that and that is what happened with the Western Province attack." Um, just quickly, uh, mm. Corbin Bosch and Junior Dala got plenty of bounce, particularly in the second innings, plenty of bounce and, and, and pace on, on the, on what was a slow wicket. So there was something there if you bowled properly. Province just okay. didn't do that. So you're telling me Bjorn Hendricks and Bashir Walters are just people, just, 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 just guys. <laughs> but anyway, um, <laughs> Next game was, I love this one because it was the Lizzo Makosi debut. Um, uh, the Warriors just hold on, played. Just, just hold, sorry, 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 yeah. Paul. We can't not talk about Harmer. I'm sorry. We're going to talk about him. He's, oh, we're gonna okay. Talk about okay. Him. Don't worry. Okay, all right. He's, like, all right, he's, okay. he's, like, he's a top wicket taker. Like, we, we okay, can't all right. All right. Um, okay. I just want to get through the, to the games. The Dragons yeah. versus the Warriors. Warriors scoring 334. The Northwest Dragons actually putting up 350 in that first innings. They've struggled this season. Then uh, in the second innings, the Warriors putting up 362 for two. Matthew Gretzka going um, crazy there with 152 not out. Really second, 103 not out. And then they bowled out the Northwest for 218 to get that uh, victory by 130 runs. Wesley Marshall and Nicky van der Berg. Nicky van der Berg scored a, a 64 and a 64 in the first uh, in both innings. Uh, Wesley Marshall scored 94 of 99. He then went on to score 65 in the second innings. But it was their bowling that let them down in this game, Tim. Yeah, um, they, they are they are struggling. They are struggling as a unit. And they are a team that desperately need their former compact to produce the goods. And Heineken is not producing the goods. Heineken mm. 
is now averaging 13 this season. He's hmm. averaging 13. And it's a it's a inexperienced side with, with a couple of good 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 players like Wesley Marshall, Sigrid Musasami, uh hmm. Heiner Kuhn. But Nikki it needs it um Nicky van der Berg. It needs Nicky's been Nikki's been average Nikki's averaging 70. Nikki yes. is doing the business, he's averaging 70, he's doing his part. He's catching, he's doing well mm. at the stubs. Um, Wesley Marshall, Wesley Marshall, it's insane. It doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't matter the format. Wesley Marshall <laughs> is going to smash it. Wesley is going to smash it. Exactly. Wesley Strike the season is 106 for the season. Yeah. He's averaging 47. So he mm -hmm. says, look, I'm averaging 47. I'm going to play my way, and he's doing the business, which is incredible. But uh, they need somebody like Heiner Kuhn and another couple of, of the inexperienced guys to pitch in with the batting uh, to keep them going. Uh, they are but that's going to help them draw games. They need to win yeah. games. And you, to win yeah. games, you need to take 20 wickets. They're yeah. struggling to take 20 wickets. Their yeah. pace bowlers, Aldred Hawken, I thought he'd need to take a step this season. He yeah. hasn't so far. Delano Portrita yeah. is there. He's coming back from injury. I think it's a lot of weight on his shoulders. Luandisa Zuma's not at that level yet, nor is Caleb Clarsen or Chad Clarsen. So I don't know where they're going to get their, their wickets. And I think I, I think Dwayne, I was, no, Dwayne, Dwayne signed with them. Uh, and I was, and, and if, if Dwayne's not in the protest setup, he should be playing for Northwest. Yeah, yeah. I, I was impressed with Clarsen in the T20 competition, but he hasn't transferred that mm. into the forward stuff. He struggled. To maintain a consistency in this format, still think there's a bowler in there. I still think it's a it's a good bowler. Um, you don't make it say the team mm -hmm. for nothing. Um, it was a long time ago, but you know there's a there's a talented cricketer there. Mutha um, is doing well with the ball, but you're right. They need the pace bowlers in particular to pitch in, as you say, mm -hmm. twenty wickets, twenty matches. Yeah, that warrior side. That Warriors side is 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 a very sneaky side, and we'll look at the at at the standings. They have a very good batting lineup. Eddie Moore came with runs in this in this game. He scored seventy four. Lisiba Mwepe batting at three. Thank you, Robbie. Keep on doing that. Loving that that pick. He scored eighty eight. I think he also scored forty five in the second innings. Um, you've got Matthew Bretzka opening up with Eddie Moore. He's scoring runs at one fifty two not out. Should not go unnoticed. Um, Rudy second is scoring runs. Diego Rosier scoring runs. They're sharing it amongst themselves, but it's their bowling that's coming through. Um, remember, Andrew Nokia signed to the side. He hasn't played for them yet, but they're winning games. They are. You've got Lisa Makosi taking three for thirty-three. Ntiwa Kainab is one of the top wicket takers in this in this in the series. He took three for twenty-eight in that second innings. He also took three for seventy-four in the first innings. So it, it it's beginning to be a young team. Got some experienced players who played a little bit more. Bullying attacks a little bit younger, but they're now coming into their stride. I'm happy that Lizo got a got a call up. He's taking wickets, and that's well, you want him to take fourth innings wickets. He's done that, so I'm really happy with this Warriors side and where they are for the season. I don't think they'll challenge for the title, but they're there and thereabouts. And if there's that second spot in that final, they could cause an upset because everyone else doesn't want to win games. I tell you what, what Robbie is doing, Robbie is doing for the future. 
Robbie is not going to win mm. it this year in poor probability. Robbie is gone. You know what? Basho Waters, thank you very much. We don't need you. We trade. We could have moved with the youth. No, no. Basho was fantastic for the Boris. Good servant. Mm -hmm. But we now just need to move towards the youth. That's where we want to go. We want to go with the gangsters. And the continued non-selection for the protests of uh, Brutsky and um, Eddie Moore. And Robbie is going, mm -hmm. thank you very much. Robbie is thriving that. They don't lose anybody. So everybody else, Western Province, the Lions, everybody else is losing Proteus. They mm. lose nobody. So they've got their core players playing in week in, week out on a consistent basis. They gel together. They play as a team. There's no egos there, at least from, <laughs> from the outside. Um, they play as a really good unit. Um, yes. McCausey coming back because he was injured for the T20 competition. That's a huge thing. They needed a variety mm. there in the building lineup. I thought it was a bit samey, but uh, him coming back is, is a huge, huge thing. Robbie is doing good stuff. Robbie, yeah. in the next couple of, you know, next season, the season after, you're going to see that team thrive. Get a trophy. Start to, I think it might not be a, might not be a four-day trophy, but I do think but, they can get even one of those two limited overs trophies because I think yeah. that's where that's where you start building these titans like dynasties and people yeah. wanting to come to play in Kabecha and do all these things. Um, the final game, uh, Division 1 game, was the Dolphins versus the Knights. It ended up in a draw, 226, place 174, uh, place 397 for four, place 174 for five. Also struggled to um, get, 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 get wickets for both teams. The one thing that was interesting for me was you saw the return of Andy Lepetlewari in the Dolphins side. Prenel Subran also came back in. They did lose a couple of guys to go uh, play for um, the, the SAA squad. But here's a couple of things. Obviously, even Othniel Bartman's not there, but there's a couple of things that I've noticed in that side. Obviously, KP now is finding himself into form. Tarzondo's in a very good patch of form. Um Ron Swart is now coming into his own, and, and it was really interesting to see without the SAA crew, Savo Arvier, um, and, and, and these guys coming through in that middle order. Jason Smith wasn't there. But, and, and the one thing that, I, that stood out for me, obviously, is this Knights team, their batting lineup is incredible. Jacques Neyman is also trying to take the Wesley Marshall Award, but he's not there yet because the strike rate's not that high up like Wesley Marshall. The 94 is really good. Um, Kleinfeld, Matthew Kleinfeld, again, in the runs. He's the, he's someone that I think we should look, be looking at. Yes, top-order batsman who's scoring runs in South Africa, but I think Matthew Kleinfeld is someone people need to look at. Fudgy with that 46. But for me in that game, and there's one thing I want to talk about because I think we're not going to talk about Andy Lepetlewire. Um, Batting at number seven in this game, still I think still a little bit too low. Um, struggled in that first innings. I think he missed a straight one. Um, second innings, he he batted for the Dolphins' life. Um, they were under pressure. He kept in, he came in, he faced 50 balls. He didn't get out. I think he felt good about that. But from a bowling perspective, and this is the one thing that that, that really does bother me, Andila only bowled eight overs. That is not a form thing. That is something you know, else. You know, I um, spoke to somebody, um, a contact, and the contact said, it's not a four-day cricketer. My response what? was, yeah, not, 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 within the, 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 not within the Dolphin structure, just somebody who was in 
South no, African I know, structures. No, I know, yeah. yeah. But so, that's... No, not for the cricketer isn't very good um, with the Red Bull cricket. My response was, don't pick him then. Don't pick him. Pick yeah. somebody else. If you don't think he's a four-day cricketer, pick somebody else. I I tend to agree. I, I, I tend to agree. I think he's more of a white ball cricketer. But if you're not going to play him in four-day cricket, domestic four-day cricket, then you can't have him. You shouldn't have him in the squad. You shouldn't have him in the squad. You go and find somebody else. Do uh, you can see? You can see where they play Ron Swat. They prefer Ron Swat to Ed, and and Dile. Yes. Ron Swat bats above him. Ron Swat bowls more. They prefer Ron Swat. I prefer Ron Swat. I would prefer somebody. This is what this is what I have a problem with. Ah, people within people with people within structures need to be honest. Look, they can be wrong. That's fine. But they need to say it. They need to say, Antile right now is not the best form, and we need to go with an academy guy. Province went with, okay, they had injuries. They went with academy mm. guys. The right. Dolphins could have said, you know what? They're lacking at form. Uh, we don't think uh, this is going to suit you. We're going to pick an academy guy. Honesty hmm. is what's it's what matters here. Not so, hmm. I, I get you and, and, and I'm with you, but where does the development come in? Because you can say he's not a Red Bull guy, but Adila's not 30. He's not 30. He's 25, 26. How can you say that now when you've been giving other people chances for God knows how long? Like guys, Cameron Dalport's been playing four-day cricket for God knows when, how long, and he's never been a four-day cricketer. So my question is, okay, fine. If he's not in the Dolphins' plans, one day tell him that he's not on the Dolphins' plans, he can go find someone else. He can go somewhere else. Because it, it does South African cricket a disservice to have Andile playing ODIs and, and T20s for South Africa, but at franchise level, they don't even bother playing him four-day cricket. He's not David Miller. David Miller got to a point where he decided he didn't want to play four-day cricket. It's not Andile's choice. You should be trying to develop him trying to give him skills. So it's either, A, Andile has been stubborn and he wants to stay in KZN, or if not, Andile, go find, Northwest would take you in a heartbeat. Northwest would take you in a heartbeat. You bat probably behind Nicky van der Berg at seven, or you might even bat ahead of him. But you just need to go to a place. If Ad Kamani is going hundreds at, at, at position number eight, I don't think I has a better batsman than, than, than Andile. I think Andile has more potential. So I don't understand how... We can get to that to, to that conclusion, and my problem is the conclusion to say that no, he's not a red ball cricketer at 25. Yes, maybe 28, 29, 30. Yeah, fine, I'm okay with that. But at 25, that does the entire system a disservice. Jason Smith's like 24. Everyone thought Jason Smith was finished. Look at him now. So, I, 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 I it, 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 it hurts me to hear people say that because that guy's got potential. That guy can be a great Red Bull player. It's just, and I've always said this, and, and I don't know who's at fault, but Andile has been probably been batted a little bit too low for the past three seasons. And so when guys say he's not a Red Bull player, A, you're not giving him more than eight overs to bowl. B, you're batting him at number eight. So what's the guy supposed to do? 
So when he doesn't put in the runs and he doesn't take the wickets at Red Bull, everyone says, no, he's not a Red Bull cricketer. But you haven't even given an opportunity. The last time you gave him an opportunity to play uh, a significant role in Red Bull, he probably was 21 years of age. So four years have passed, and now everyone thinks, no, um, he's not that great because maybe in that season he didn't do that well. So I, I don't know. The stats guys are going to come at me. People are going to come at me. We had comments last week telling me that I'm, I'm supporting of Andile. He's not a great cricketer. But from a development perspective, Andile, if, if, if South African cricket, this four-day series, says that Andile is not good enough, then we have something wrong because the, the caliber of our cricket was always the problem. But Andile was always a good franchise player. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, Vanna says Jason Smith, 27. 27. Yeah. And list 25. Yeah. Dan Khalim. Dan Khalim, guys. <laughs> and you guys are telling me Andil is not a four-day player. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But anyway, let's let's move on. That was the last, that was the last division one game. We're just gonna run through the division two uh, matchups. Um we'll just talk about what you saw, if you saw anything. So division two, the Lignati played the Tuskers. That's the Eastern Cape Lignati played the Tuskers. Jason Niemann is continuing scoring runs. Thomas Cabers taking wickets. It's 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 just a it's, it's a lovely, lovely situation. Cabers scored 103. Marco Mare scored 67. Jason Niemann scored 70. He scored 300 in the previous uh, week. Uh, Michael Erlang took four wickets. Tabang Ditole for the Tuskers, who pulled out a win towards the back end of that. Um, he scored 162 in that first innings. Um, a really, really good batsman there. Thomas Kaber also took five wickets. This was the game of the week, Tim, this Lignati and Tuskers game. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Um, for a long time, I was not entirely convinced that the Tuskers would get the win. Um, a long, 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 long time in that in that game that uh, he thought Nyati might uh, might sneak it, which would have been a huge mm. uh, confidence boost for the side. But uh, the experience of the, the Tuskers, they've got a lot of guys that have played mm. uh, franchise cricket before. Uh, they yeah. know they know what to do in tight situations. This is this is what happens yeah. when you get tight situations. You get guys who've been there, done it. Time and time again, they know what yeah. to do. But it was Luke a really Schlimmer good game. Took six for 31 in that second. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know he could bolt, but clearly he can. Luke, and you can take six Luke, wickets. If if Luke is not in Division 1 next next year, then, uh, then I just don't know. People are mad if he's not We're in Division ride. 1 next year. <laughs> Let's look at the second one. Southwestern Districts and Eastern Storm. Eastern Storm had a nightmare on that back end. It was Sean Whitehead induced on that final day, 65 all out. Effectively, that that kills that kills you. You can't go anywhere, uh, Missinji, when you get bowled out for under a hundred. Sean Whitehead coming out with 15 wickets in that match. He also scored a 49 and a 66. Probably one, probably the best all round performance in franchise cricket this weekend. And we had some really good performances. Yeah, it's uh, just this is just incredible, just incredible. Uh, because I was uh, at at Gulitz, uh, at I wasn't able to see it live, but I did have to uh, go back on on the streams and check it out, mm. and uh, it was it was quite something. Ten for thirty six, uh, but then ten for thirty six, and then just just for measure, five at the first innings. Oh, and I wasn't at a fifty as well. Just just <laughs> no, incredible. I scored a hundred runs in the match. Just just incredible. 
just just yes. really but another just... player, another player from Southwestern Districts, Les Deploy, 83, 91 runs in those two innings. He's seemingly coming back. Obviously, you're talking about former Colpacks. He's one of those guys. He also is a guy we think is batting a division too low. So he also scored runs. That's really good. Um, yeah, from the Eastern's perspective, they really did try. Um, you had Masondo with 63. He's the wicketkeeper. Koopman, the opener, also scoring 60 runs in that first innings. That wasn't um, something else. That wasn't good for them. And that final I, game, the one was, yes. I just want to point out my Derbyshire contact where Lewis is. is ecstatic. Um, I had to, to, I had to, I, I had to temper his um, excitement by telling him the division and, and but I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw, Derbyshire actually tweeted it. Derbyshire no, did runs, a whole, runs, art, runs, whole article about. No, it's good. No, it's good. It's fantastic. Yeah. Because he's been struggling uh, Red Bull this last season in county cricket, mm-hmm. so it's it's good for him. Good, it's good for the county. It's good for SWD. That's yes. a good, good, good youngster. And that Jason Neiman three hundred, we didn't do it. It was the week. It was last. It was the week before last. Um, and when I, it seemed like it was a catch-up game, or whatever it was, that was something special. And to score three hundred runs in any form of cricket franchise level is is, is nothing to go by. He's also a guy we're looking at. Um, he's he's fighting with like Luke Schlemmer for those top run scorers um, in that division too. Uh, this is one guy I thought we left out. But the final game of that Division Two week, it was Limpopo Impalas versus Northern Cape Heat in uh, Polokwane. Um, some notable things: Brian Shiburi, who is the opener for Limpopo, he scored eighty. Um, I think it's uh, Kirstner. I think it's it's Lawrence or Luke uh, Kirstner. He scored seventy-eight. But the key man in this game was Aubrey Swanepoel. He took eleven wickets. First inning seven for eighty-seven. Second innings um, four for sixty-five. That's 11. You also had Rivaldo Munsami scoring 101. Evan Jones with a 64. Malcolm Norfolk coming through with four wickets for Limpopo there. Um, yeah, just a, it was a good, it was, seemed like it was good cricket all round, very good batting. Um, but Aubrey Swanepoel, another spinner, coming to the fore for Northern Cape Heat. It, it, um, it's, a, it's a real um, workhorse, uh, a, a tournament, if you like. Been around, mm. been around a long time. Giving them uh, invaluable experience um, as they operate there. I'm not surprised no. that he's doing really, really well down there. Um, no. Good, good cricketer. Yeah. So now let's just look at the top players, then we'll go to uh, to the log division one. The top players, and this is where I'm going to allow you to talk about Simon Harmer from a runs perspective. Pite Fumbleyon still at the top, 326. His average has gone down to 108. Grant Mukwena from the Titans at 288. Good to see a black batsman up there. Average of 57. Nicky Vandenberg, 287. Average of 71. Your wicketkeeper there, um, Tim. Yanaman Milan, 283. Average of 70. Wesley Marshall comes in here, 283. Average of 47. As well as a strike rate of 106, as you said, Tim. Ryan Rickleton now makes it a second century. Averaging 93. 281 runs. From a wicketkeeper's perspective, you've got Duane Olifier, 20 wickets. Simon Harmer's 10 for in the game. Yes, we see it. 17 wickets now is number two. Sasana Magala, 15 wickets. Ntiwaga Anabe, 13 wickets. Luto Supamla uh, took uh, 12 wickets. And um, Bulelo Budaza. But Luto did not play. So these 12 wickets were from last week. And then Bulelo, Bulelo Budaza coming through from the Knights um, with 12 wickets. This is your moment to talk about Simon, unless you want to talk about the batters, Tim. Uh, 
Yeah. Um, the powerless for me, yeah. Simon, I said last week, I said Simon's not quite getting it right. I said he was bowling too fast on these um, South African mm -hmm. pitches. I said you know, he had seven wickets, which was fine. I said it's not a true reflection. Uh, I said I, I said all those things. So it's mm -hmm. not it's not uh, I'm just lauding Simon every week. Um, but on this particular day, on on this on this pitch, he was exceptional. Uh, it, when he had uh, Carl Simmons bowling for Bristol Province, Carl did fine. But it, it just showed the difference. It showed the difference between a good spinner and a world class spinner on a slow wicket where it was not very much turned for the province spinners at all. Mm -hmm. And he, for much of the day, was turning it square. He was turning it square, getting that extra bounce, which the other spinners were not able to do. Uh, he was causing all sorts of trouble. Uh, somebody like Sabah Hamza, who's a good player of spin, mm -hmm. everybody knows he's a good player of spin, mm -hmm. didn't have an answer. Did not have an answer. He struggled with Simon throughout the day. Uh, he was exceptional. Uh, Here's my was... question for you. Yeah. Between him and Keshav, who is better? Um, absolutely, Simon. Absolutely, Simon. Okay. I love, I love Keshav. I absolutely love Keshav. Uh, but it's got to be, for me, okay. look, look, if you're basing it on, if you're basing it on only international cricket, then of course, Keshav. No, from a skill perspective. Yeah, like but from a, from, a, from, a, from a skill perspective, Simon. Uh, Simon on this, on this, on this pitch was causing all sorts of trouble. You had would have caused all sorts of trouble if he played in had, against that Western Province batting. You had three spinners in Western Province, three spinners, and not and not one of them spun it more than ah, that match. <laughs> not one of them more than that match. So, not one of them. No bounce. So let me say this. Nothing. Simon so was turning it square, square. <laughs> Square. So let me say this. Okay, okay, we get it. He was turning it square. It was going across the TV screen. We get it. Let me say this. Cash is just as good, if not better. But we need Cash to be playing because this is the this is why we had this 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 tournament. Let's right? have let's have Dolphins Titans and we want, play yes, we want them together. And let's yes. see. And let's but see. you won't see it let's because Cash is now a senior player in the Proteus side. He's not playing domestic cricket ever again for in the foreseeable future. But as Werner says, Keshav is number one. Harmer is number two for him. Same thing. I'm there. I know Simon Harmer. I see Simon Harmer. But guys, Look, I, guys, Keshav for three years was doing what Simon Harmer did in, in, in Cape Town. It's just, it's not there's no surprise. But I'm no. with you. I'm with you. Yeah. We will fight Victor. You will fight Victor if Simon's not there. I will fight Victor if Keshav's not there. Let's just agree for, on that. But yeah. if you I, look I, at I, the guys... I, I just want to put it. I just want to put it. Victor was there. Victor saw ah, Simon's 10 minutes. Guys, Victor, Victor saw made Keshav captain of the ODI. Victor so saw it. Victor saw it. He saw the 10 okay. wickets. He was okay. there from the first ball Victor to the last ball. 
Victor was watching Grand Book and he wasn't watching Simon. But of these guys, who are the guys you want to see? Are, are there any names you're like, guys, they need to be in the Protea setup like tomorrow? Look, from a, from a, from a, I've said it before. I've said it before, and uh, I, I don't care about if the character of the person, I don't care if I don't like him. I mm -hmm. don't care if I don't like him. I, Mm. Not this, I don't like the way that Ulafir left. Don't like it one bit. I, mm -hmm. I've said it. I said it at the time, and I'll say it again. But I want the Proteus to win matches, to win trophies, to mm. be the number one team in the world. Mm -hmm. And to do that, you need to have the best. Juan Ulafir is on cloud nine of the South African pitches. He is on another level. Look at that. He's, 20 he's wickets at 12. He is he's causing all sorts of problems. All, there's no batsman that I've seen so far that said, you know what, Dwayne, I'm okay with you. I can take you one. There isn't a single batsman that I've seen mm. in this four-day series. He has got to be at least, because we are, we're blessed with fast bowlers, he has mm. got to be the backup. He has so got to be the backup at the very least. And then from a, from a run scorer's perspective, anybody tried knocking on the Proteus door? Nicky should be, I said it last week and I said Nicky should be SAA. SAA yeah. Nicky should be, should be a block. Definitely mm. should be a block. There's no debate about that for me. Yeah. Um, I think the Proteus are going to struggle because obviously you've got Carl Verena who played in the West Indies. And now, if you're bringing Nicky van der Berg, people are going to be like, but you know what's going to happen with Kyle? Because I think Nicky's the better wicketkeeper, just Kyle's younger. Um, well, the thing I is, that's where they I spoke to uh, the plant manager of the province, mm -hmm. and Kyle knows, Kyle knows that if he does not produce the runs, he will not be back in the purchase squad. It doesn't matter if he catches six stumpings in the innings, that's irrelevant. Mm. He knows he's got to produce the runs that he is a batsman. If he wants mm. to be in the protest lineup, Nicky should be the same. Nicky's doing average 71. Should say, you know what? Quinton is there for the next 10 years. I don't care. Let's, I want to be, be in that side as a batsman. Yeah. Quinton is there for the next 10 years unless he gets mm -hmm. injured. Batsman. So Nicky's got to average where he's averaging now. And the same with Kyle. He wanted to average so, 71! <laughs> <laughs> of over 50. He's going to be doing big. He's going to be doing big. You know? Oh, Tim, you're standing there. You've got to knock down doors. Well, these guys so far are knocking down doors. Not a lot is being said about Grant Mugwena, but I, I'm loving the resurgence. And if you're looking for, because I know the selectors always like to look for the black batsman, Grant Mugwena is a guy you could probably give an opportunity to because. Yeah, he's, he's putting runs down on the table. He batted well uh, uh, in, in Pretoria. He batted well in Cape Town. Like, there's if nothing he bats like that, if he bats like that in four-day cricket, absolutely. If he continues yeah, he... to bat like that, I was mm. I was blown away because I've always pitched and told him. And, and that's, mm. that's wrong of me. I've pitched and told him as a white ball cricketer and he uh, he hardly made a mistake. In the mm. sort of 12 balls, there were a couple of it just passed the third slip. But outside of this first couple of overs, he did he not make He was very patient as well. He was very yeah. patient. 
Um, and, and I loved how he like played on one side of the pitch. And then once Western Province decided to to show their true colors, it just went went away. Let's look at some of the Division Two top players, guys who were looking not necessarily pro tier colors, but guys who should be in and around the Division One squads. Jason Nimant, he scored that hundred seventy this weekend. He scored three hundred last weekend. Luke Schlemmer's there as well. Malcolm Norfolk from the Impalas in Limpopo, he's a, a shining light in Limpopo. Tabang Di Tole. 244 runs, he came through with a lovely 160. Marco Maria still up there um, from a run's perspective. Bowling, here we go. Thomas Kaber, 18. Michael Erlang um, is there as well. Sean Whitehead, he took his wickets in one game. Look at that average. Um, and now he's a top wicket taker in the in, in the division two. Some people are not going to take this seriously. Um, Dungeon is there. He used to play for um, the Dolphins. And then Aubrey Swanepoel. Lots of spinners on this list, Tim, compared to that other list. Yeah, just a very good collection of... And all these guys, I think, are, are, are division one quality. Yeah, yeah, particularly the bowlers. Um, we've seen Cape was playing franchise cricket. Um mm. Not entirely sure how he lost his way um, a few years ago. But I've always been a fan of his. Um, I'm glad that he's mostly runs as well. He made 105 um, in the first innings. Uh, I'm, I'm mm. really glad that he's, he's pitching in with the runs as well. Um, Keith Dudgeon. Keith Dudgeon is, is always going to give you 100%. Mm. He's that guy that's going to give you 8 out of 10 all the time. He's not uh, flashy. He's not... Uh, express pace, but it's just incredibly mm. consistent. Uh, so those guys, those two, if, if they're not playing Division One cricket next year, I'd be, I'd be a little bit surprised. Okay, two more things for us to go through before we close out the game, uh, the show. Here's the table for everybody worried or wondering who's where and what. Lions have won all three of their games. They've got 70 points. You get 16 points for a win, and you get all these bonus points. That's what the Lions have done. Um, the Knights having won one game, they're the other unbeaten side, 54 points in second. The Warriors have lost one, that was the game to the Lions, they've won two. They are, as I said, are pushing for that second final spot, if you if you like. The Titans have done everything, one drawn and lost, 42 points. The Dolphins are the only other unbeaten side, but because they've drawn three times and you get eight points for a draw, there's not much you can do. Um, and so they are struggling because they're the defending champions. Then you've got the Rocks, who are the, the, the franchise that got promoted from, 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 from Division 2. Um, they are sitting in, 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 in sixth. Western Province showing their true colors with the quality of the squad they have, um, sitting in seventh. And then the Dragons are there pulling up the tail Northwest, having lost all three of their games. In Division 2, as we're talking about the quality of the Tuskers from a batting and a bowling perspective, the Kaiser Inland team have won two and drawn and lost one. The Lignati um, have won one, drawn one, and lost one. The, the Northern KP have only played two games. So if they win their next one, they could uh, go top of the log. Um, so too with Southwestern District, uh, the Six Gun Girls South SWD, they've only played two games. So if they win their, their extra game, they could go top of the log. Then Parla and the Storm and the Rhinos come up uh, in that order from the bottom of that Division Two. There is no promotion relegation this year. But after three games, Tim, what are you seeing? Absolutely. Give the Lions, Lions, now? Lions just, just give the Lions a trophy. Just give it to them. Just give but you said they can't bat. They said they have the trophy. No, but 20 wickets, 20 matches. It doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter that you've only got one. You can make you can score runs. Ryan is scoring plenty. He's scoring runs for everybody. He cares. He Twenty wickets. Who literally cares? Um, honestly, no. That just give them the trophy. Let everyone else play just for fun. But like, literally, if they don't win that, then, it, then, it, then, it, then it's wild. But the problem is that now we're going into the period where guys are going to be called up. Do I know if he's going to be called up to the pro tiers? You might have uh, Lutro Supamla hanging around there. Susanna Magala might be playing. So you might end up, especially next year with the tours to New Zealand and everything else, you might end up with the Lions in the back end of the season, struggling with four, four game weeks to go. You might then see the Lions looking for players here and there. Shane Dadswell making an appearance. And then it becomes a situation where they started off well, but they couldn't finish it off. So that's something to worry about and, and to think about. But I do think, because we've got fixtures this weekend, and, and and here's the one thing maybe you know, will some of the protests be playing? Because I'd love to see Kafuso yeah. and Timber coming out to play against the iTech Knights at the Wanderers, because that, that would make, that, that Tim, that would make the Lions just unbearable. It works. It would be ridiculous. Ridiculous. But what I can tell you, yes. What I can okay. tell you is the wicket keeper for Province against the Warriors mm-hmm. is going to be Daniel Smith. Oh, Kyle is how? going. Kyle is going. David Birmingham is the backup keeper. I don't think I've ever seen David Birmingham keep. I'm, I'm maybe maybe years ago, but he's a backup. But he injured his thumb. His his his. He's 90% going to be fine, but he's not going to keep with a dodgy thumb. So Daniel Smith is going to be the keeper for the rest of the province against mm-hmm. the Warriors. So that, he's so, not going to open. So with, Kyle is not going to play. Kyle made 50. So the province mm. are even weaker. If it was if it was possible, they've done it. They've got, made themselves even weaker. Okay. Um, also... But, uh, mm-hmm. They have an injury to uh, Mokunkwana, so he did bat, but he had okay. a he's got a he's got a hamstring problem, so, so he's not going to bowl. He didn't bowl, so that private side is just getting depleted with every every working that, hour. It's just getting depleted more and more and more. Um, and that's the nature of sport, Tim. So let's yeah. look at the these pictures. The Warriors played Western Province. So as based on what Tim said, it, like we might as well just give the Warriors the W. Um, the Lions take on the ITEC Knights. It's gonna be interesting to see how this Lions attack come up against this I, this Knights team in Johannesburg. Yes, we know they've been playing at home and friendly pitches. We get it, um, but I I do come think this part gives them can part, can part. the Knights. Break 180. That's all I'm asking. Can the Knights not be dismissed for 180? That's and 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 Duan Olifier is going to be all up in their business. Sisanda's around. Okay, Sisanda's leaving to the Proteas to play the ODIs. So they might. It's Malusi. It's Duane, and they might have to bring in Kahiso, which makes doesn't make it even easier. Um, and and Vian's also around there as well um, uh, to go through the Northwest Dragons against the Hollywood Bets Dolphins. This should be a win for the Dolphins, regardless of where they're playing. The, the Dragons have struggled, and, and I, I honestly do think this is the one time the defending champions finally get their win four games in. Um, the G-Bets Rocks and the Titans, this one's going to be interesting with the Titans yeah. on their Western Cape Tour. Um, that pitch is going to be very lovely for Simon Harmer. Um, it's going to be Sean Fonberg versus Simon it's Harmer. Gonna, 
Kyle Abbott against that that bowling attack, even though Kyle was very underwhelming at the Wanderers with hardest for Yoon, which is a combination I never thought I'd be able to see in 2021, but that, that that's fine. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited for that last one. I think that last one's going to be good. And obviously the top of the table clash with the Knights against the Lions. I think that's everybody. Be yeah, just, just everybody's excited, was excited about Chibret Rocks. Uh, mm. I still stand for what I said earlier about the ridiculous name. Uh, I said the, the Milan brothers and they got Stian and they got all these guys mm. and uh, they're going to do well. Stan's been fine. It's been okay. You know, he's averaging in the mid-30s. Mm-hmm. It's fine. But I'm a little bit worried. Before um, Abbott left, he was fantastic on these pitches. Absolutely fantastic. I think now he's become so accustomed to the soft pitches of the UK. Uh, and I think he's, it's, he's becoming a little bit more difficult for him to come back into these pitches. It is still early. It's still what week three. Abbott, Abbott is 30, averaging 36 with the ball. Hart mm-hmm. is 44. So that, for me, is a problem. If they're yeah. not doing well with the ball, now they, there's a lot of fanfare around their return. Uh, I'll be a little well, bit we worried. Well, we thought they'd be a good side with those guys yes. back, but they're not. They're not. Uh, I still and think there's a play. the other call back... Yeah. The other callback who nobody wants on the protest side is busy acting like he's a cheat code, taking 20 wickets. So from a comparison perspective, I don't want Carl Abbott near the protest side, but give me a lot of doing. Duan, whatever his yeah. name is with the blonde hair. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, Abbott's time with the protest, and, and he said as much when, it, when, when he first signed for Titans. It's done. Abbott's time <laughs> with the protest is done. <laughs> Look at that. To maybe uh, Abbott just needs an extra game to adjust, no, like Harmon. No, just an adjustment game. No, um, and then also uh, Werner says the Lions might struggle without Ryan Rickleton in the next game, but he has to play all three games versus the Netherlands. We're gonna do that show. We're gonna do that show and and the drama that comes with that. Um, yeah. because yeah, yeah, there's 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 certain yeah. people we'd like to see for a long time. Yes. Um, there's some yeah. Division Two games that I just want you to keep an eye on if you're into Division Two. The Lignati play the Heat um, in East London. The Impalas play the Southwestern Districts in Pulukwani. The Pulukwani pitch has been really nice for batting. So that's going to be quite interesting if Lewis Deploy decides to dominate um, there. And then Mpumalanga Rhinos, I think they play their first ever game um, uh, in, in, in at home in, in franchise cricket and provincial cricket at in White River against the Eastern Storm. So that's going to be quite interesting to see. Because normally they're home for... That franchise is, is, is Woodbank, but they're playing in White River because I think the facility is a little bit better. Yeah. If if I could, I, I would like to go to that game. Just, just the to see the, 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 the first home game. Go to White River and spend a couple of days down at Kruger. That, that would make me very happy. Yeah, look, Simon's father lives that side. So, yeah. It's because it's at Uplands College. So, it's not nothing fancy. It's at a school. So, Simon, but I, I get you. Simon's brother doesn't like me, so I don't think his father will either. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, but yeah, so let's just close it up there, Tim. Thank you very much. That's a recap of the four-day series, match day three. Lots of guys scoring runs. Spinners coming through. Duan Olafia being the cheat code for the Lions. Who's going to stop them? We'll find out probably next week. Outside of that, Tim, thank you very much. 
for everything. All the best. Oh, well done on your commentary stint. We're probably going to try and get more of those to guys to guys get more grounds and, and see if we if we can't get a little bit more. But yeah, have a great day. Have a great week. We've got remember we've got a podcast tomorrow, a very interesting one. We did an interview with one of the Dutch players. Just check out who it is. Well, watch the pod and find out who it is. Uh, you'll enjoy this one. I really did enjoy it yesterday. Uh, recording it yesterday. So yeah, outside of that, thank you very much, everybody. Enjoy this week of cricket, four-day series. You've got four-day series. You've got Proteus. You've got SAA versus India A. It's just a lot of cricket, which is what we're here for. And also, I'm here in Zimbabwe for the Women's World Cup qualifiers. I'll be commentating on Pakistan and Thailand tomorrow. So that's going to be fun if Pakistan, having lost their first game, if they will uh, cause, if they will make their World Cup campaign even worse. Uh, by losing to Thailand, which may not, which should not happen, but we all know what that team can do. So outside of that, please do support us and and the commentary teams and the guys at One World Sports Radio because they're around the country. This is what we've always wanted. We wanted guys doing commentary on games everywhere, and and that's that's what we want. Yes, Tim. Yeah, what was Um Didn't Thailand beat us? Thailand women beat us in a game. They beat or SA Emerging. They beat SA Emerging in two okay. games. Yes. And yeah. they beat Zimbabwe yesterday. They set 247 at the Harare Sports Club and they bowled out of their skin. They're a very great uh, side. They haven't, I think yesterday was one of their first official ODIs. So it, it was, it was, uh, it was really beautiful to see them, them win. And they're probably going to make it into the Super Sixes. So um, got a lot of Thailand cricket to be watching for myself but yeah um let's close out the show thank you very much tim remember you can follow us uh, on the different platforms we'll put the the slide on at the end but thank you very much have a great day good night goodbye and the sale